What's really going on in WandaVision? Reports from the set of Spider-Man 3 and Zack Snyder Justice League finally getting a release date? All this and more on Geekly Bi-Weekly. I'm starting to think that I'm part Italian because of how much I use my hands when I talk. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, it's just, it adds a little extra flair. You gotta, you yeah, gotta right? Thank God there's not a, a video on me right now because oh, yeah. I look like a fool. <laughs> um, all right, what's up, guys? Welcome to the first edition of Geekly Bi-Weekly, your new favorite geek, pop culture, and news podcast. My name is Hogan. And I'm Ida. And we are your hosts. We are two of your three hosts uh, on this show. Uh, the third host, Alex, couldn't be with us today because uh, she is off fighting underwater dragons right now. And it's such something that needed to be done. The government called her. and The hard know. work, man. Exactly. It had Someone to has be to do done. It. Who Someone else is had gonna... to do it. We oh. love you so much, Alex. All right, guys, let's just jump right into it. I know that there's a lot going on in, in the world of Marvel right now, especially with all the release dates that they have coming up. But... We really got to talk about WandaVision. Truly, it has just taken this genre and knocked it out of the park with all of this incredible weaving in with the stories. I just, I'm super stoked to see what else they come up with. Not only that, but I mean, that's something that you would expect from Marvel. They've done, like, especially after, like, phase one started really kicking in, they've done a really, really good job of not only storytelling, but, like, keeping the suspense and keeping pacing going really well. Exactly. No, they they have truly made superhero movies, like, something out of the park, and now they just are bringing it in with the TV shows, and it also makes me super excited to see what they're going to do with the other uh, drops that they got, but let, let's talk Wanda. Yeah, let's talk Long Division, I mean, uh, WandaVision. Um <laughs> So let's just start off with spoiler warning for those who haven't seen the newest episode or the episodes in general. Yeah. Um, do yourself here. a favor and run to the nearest TV and watch it because you are missing out. It, truly. And it's, it's just it's genuinely a great show. It was reported, I think, last week uh, that, what's your name, Elizabeth Olsen said that we were supposed to be getting a, um, a, a cameo. Huge, a huge drop. A huge cameo, and everyone was like, oh my god, who's it going to be? It's going to be Magneto. I said that it was going to be Deadpool because he, you know. that's something that he would do. It's, it's, yeah. it's he, Ryan Reynolds. He's got to pop in somewhere. Like, come on. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he is technically a mutant. No, he's not a mutant. He's a mutate. That's a yes. whole other story. Um, Different episode. Everyone thought it was going to be like something. Everyone thought it was going to be not until maybe the end of the season, um, but they dropped it on us real quick. Yes, they did. Um, having that door open and as well, w the way that they left the suspense where you didn't quite know who it was until you saw the back of his head. And then I, I just remember being so freaked out, like, oh my gosh, okay, so who's it going to be? Like, is it actually the original cast, um, Aaron Taylor, I'm horrible with names. Aaron Taylor Johnson, I think it is. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Totally him, so whatever. As his Pietro or... Are they are they truly going to bring in the whole multiverse? And the fact that it was Evan Peters was just mind blown. Like the fact that it was Evan Peters was just crazy. You are absolutely correct. That's something that I really didn't think that they were going to be able to pull off. Yeah, and I mean, Olsen set it up pretty high by stating that it was going to be almost a Luke Skywalker equivalent drop. And the fact that I mean, they they did deliver with that. Like it was. Oh, most definitely they delivered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. 
just completely unexpected, but also what can we expect from this show anymore? The, the expectations are just so out there that it's hard to truly know what they're even going to go with. So No, you're absolutely right. I mean, at this point, the... At this point in time with the show, you really have no idea what's going to happen next. Um, I mean, what what can we say about them bringing back Quicksilver? Not only they brought back Quicksilver, but they brought back Quicksilver. Not even brought back. They brought Quicksilver from a whole other dimension. Um, For those of you that aren't really aware, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Quicksilver, died in Age of Ultron. He got shot. Um, He became a bullet sponge, and he was just... (laughs) Holy, he was just like Jesus. He was holy. He um, was holy. <laughs> and he, so he died in that movie, and everyone's like, wow, that sucks. We got Quicksilver for one whole movie, not even a full movie, and uh, now he's dead. But then bringing Evan Peters, he's not even the Quicksilver in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. No. He is the, uh, the Quicksilver from Fox's X Men movies, which is a big deal. If I recall correctly, I want to say it was like a $7.6 million or billion dollar contract that they had to get in order to get Peters onto the show. Really? I didn't see that one. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, maybe we'll have to look that one up uh, while we're recording still. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. Bringing in Evan Peters, that's that was absolutely uh, unforeseen. But I still feel like they have some extra stuff in store for us. Yeah, okay, so I did just look it up according to the headline uh, from Mashable.com, so take that as you will. WandaVision cracked the MCU open with a $71.3 billion cameo. That That's an insane amount of money. $71.3 billion. That can get you at least three college textbooks. At least three college textbooks for I that kind of money. Maybe like Two and a half. Two and a half, and like one of them has like <laughs> multiple pages ripped out. Um, yeah. Two marks, you know, the works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, what else would it be? It's, it's college in the American education stuff. Oh, right now. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, according to this article, just to go a little bit further into it, as usual with WandaVision, episode five answered some questions and raised new ones. Uh, but the scale of possibilities created by Sev- Evan Peters' $71.3 billion appearance is monumental. Like, that that's a lot of money. And I'm kind of glad they did it. Not going to lie. I'm very glad that they did it. That was a, that was a good move on their part. Um, like I said earlier, I really don't think that that's going to be the only cameo that we're going to see. I feel like she was setting something bigger up. Um, like I said, a lot of people really, uh, speculate that it's going to be Magneto or someone from outside of the, uh, the MCU that hasn't currently been, um, you know, introduced, mm-hmm. which would be another big reveal. Um, I, I'm not sure for people that don't know this. I got to tell my my mother and my my sister this yesterday, but they didn't know that Magneto in the comics is um, Wanda, or, yeah, Wanda and Pietro's dad. They yeah. didn't know that that was a thing, which is a big deal. Like, if Daddy comes to save them and like wrecks the entire universe, it's gonna be a big deal. Yeah, it's gonna be a big deal. And then I'm as well wondering, are they gonna keep with the more Fox level uh, iteration of the multiverse or are they going to bring in somebody completely new and truly tie in the X-Men into their iteration of Marvel? I don't know. I feel like Mar- uh, not, not Marvel, uh, Fox cast a pretty good cast. They, for, they really did. 
you know, for their characters, I mean, Michael Fassbender is absolutely fantastic as a young Magneto. Uh-huh. Uh, Sir Ian McKellen, God bless him. Uh-huh. He is an incredible man. I mean, he's an incredible actor in general. Yeah. But then you've also got, uh, what was it, James Avery? James Avery, yeah. Or no, James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Yep, you. Who the hell is James Avery? I don't know, but you sounded so confident. I just went with <laughs> it. It sounded right. <laughs> no, uh, James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart playing uh, young and old Professor, Professor X, respectively. Um, like you've got you've got good characters set up there already, and you need to not well you need to, but like bringing them back would probably be a really good idea mm-hmm. because. They're, they've already established themselves as those characters and recasting it, I feel like, would be a bit too confusing for people that have been watching both universes of these movies play out. Yeah. Well, and Quicksilver really is one of the few characters that was actually within both the Fox version and the Marvel version, played by two separate actors. Whereas when you look at all the other characters that are largely, you know, while technically within the multiverse they would be more intermingled you know they really have been separate just due to the licensing so the fact that we now are able to kind of tie everything in and quicksilver was that one pinch point where things were vastly different i i think you're right in that keeping the actors as they were would be a smart move so then where do you think the series is going to go? Because they originally speculated that, or it was reported that there's only going to be nine episodes. Um, and right now there is a rumor going around that there's a 10th episode that they're going to be dropping yes. out of nowhere. Which I, we don't know. Cause as well, if they do drop the 10th episode, are they going to do it like the double drop that they did with the series premiere to really like bring it home? Um, I don't, there's so many theories going around and all of them at this point kind of feel like they could be accurate, you know, with the fact that we've got the potential for Mephesto. Um, the fact Agath, uh, Agnes is most likely Agatha Harkness when you take a look at the fact that her character has the brooch. There's so much. She has no New Jersey driver's license listed within all of the sheets compared to everybody else. Um, why is Dottie not listed as a person within... Wandaverse and is she, yeah, I totally was forgot she about that. a large enough character? I mean, she was there when, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember Randall Park's character's name for some reason. Jimmy Woo. Yes. Um, with Detective Woo, like he was reaching through the radio and Dottie obviously heard it. She's one of the few citizens who's been around when something like that happened. So is she going to play a more large role within the rest of the series or was she kind of a one note? Um, yeah, there's just, there's so much to unpack with each of these episodes and I just, I can't wait to keep watching more and really unfolding this delicious package. Like, <laughs> Well, over the guys over at Nerdist, uh, thank you, Dan Casey. Uh, we're unpacking a bit of the characters that they, uh, on who they think certain people are. Mm-hmm. Um, Dottie, they think is, um, I want to say her name is Arcana. Something like that, yeah. There's also the possibility that she's Clea. Clea? There's a possibility that it could be Clea, who's, according to uh, comicbook.com, a staple of the Marvel mystical source material, which would really tie in to the fact that Doctor Strange 
is going to have a pivotal part at some point within this, and we still don't know how. So then what if he is the, uh, the the big cameo at the end of the series? Like him coming in and being like, hey, you uh, messed all this up, and now you're going to come with me. It's going to be a ride-along kind of thing that's, as we go and fix it. That's kind of more of my theory, is I think it's potentially going to be a big blowout between Wanda and Doctor Strange in order to kind of fix what she did because he really does keep everything within the cosmos correct as as far as Earth goes. Um, and the fact that she's just having her way with Westview, I don't think he's going to be particularly happy with. And considering the fact that the reports have been that WandaVision directly ties into Doctor Strange 2 in the multiverse, is that just because we're really introducing new characters from the multiverse or is it because Dr. Strange kind of has to come and fix said multiverse that's been opened? Well, I mean, there's not only that, but we also got the Loki series coming out. What is that one? That one's supposed to be that uh, is... May, 2021. Yes. So that's coming, the Loki out soon. Series coming out. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's a lot of speculation going around about what that show is going to be about. Um, one of the biggest running theories is that he's going to be traveling across different dimensions because he, the way that, spoiler alert, um, the way that it ended for him in Endgame is when they were, the, the Avengers team was going back to go and collect all the different uh, Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. he ended up getting a hold of the Space Stone and escaping uh, being taken in to justice, mm-hmm. uh, which starts, I guess, a whole new uh, line. like a whole Yeah, new, a whole new timeline. Not storyline, yeah, timeline. Um, so... They're thinking that he is taken in by the, not company. Corporation? Mm, I, I guess. I don't know. It's a it, conglomeration. It's this massive entity of, you know, multi-dimensional and multi-universal beings. It looks like it's like a privatized prison system. Yeah. Um, which I don't know anything about. What? Uh, and... <laughs> And they're forcing him to like so that he can atone for everything that he's done. It looks like it's like a one of those things where they're sending him back, not sending him back, but like sending him through different uh, realities to fix them and like make them so that they converge all back into one. Which to restore is, the timeline. Uh, yeah, exactly. Kind of like how um, what's your name? Um, Doctor Strange. Oh my goodness. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, Tilda Swinton's character, and I I feel horrible that I cannot remember who. Like the name of that character. The ancient one. Yeah. Yeah, the ancient one. That was her name. Um, how she was explaining in Endgame to Mark Ruffalo's uh, uh, Hulk, how like once you remove one of the, the the stones from the timeline, it creates a whole divergent and I, I guess a different timeline for that one. And he theorized. I don't want to say that he theorized, but he kind of did because he's not entirely sure if it works properly. That if you put it back in, it sets everything back in its course. Yes, and therefore um, kind of reverts a lot of the things that went awry within the skewed timeline. But that timeline still exists. I don't know. Timelines are so wacky. Um, <laughs> timelines are stupid wacky sometimes. I don't, I don't, I don't get it's it. It's hard to um, keep track, but 
I trust that they're doing what they need to. All right. I think we need our own Doc Brown to explain to us uh, exactly how this works because uh, Lord knows I don't know what's going on when it comes to timelines. Not even a little bit. Yeah, I'm just I'm just along for the ride when it comes to timeline talk. Um. But speaking of timelines, Disney and their release dates on so many different videos, or not videos, uh, movies and shows, shows that they've got coming yeah. out. It's it's kind of ridiculous. They had their, it wasn't technically D23, but it was like a stockholder uh, convention mm-hmm. meeting, I guess. And they released a lot of different release dates. We've uh, got for- a lot of really good and interesting Marvel content coming out. And then Star Wars later in the year, but you know. They they really came out of the bat swinging, I think, just with having 2020, where a lot of the production was kind of shut down. They really were able to pack in, all right, how are we going to drop all this? How is everything going to work? Um, and so they're they are coming out swinging starting uh, March 19th, following WandaVision with Falcon and the Winter Soldier series, which I'm, I know I'm super stoked about. Yeah, I want to know if uh, WandaVision is going to have any kind of... I guess, effect on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier because it's coming out two weeks after WandaVision uh, ends. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's something that I'm wondering if they're just going to completely do like a different... I'm not too sure about the actual time period that Falcon and Winter Soldier really takes place. Um, Whether it's in between movies and now it's just a delayed release or if it truly is kind of happening at the same time that WandaVision is happening or, you know, what. So I'm real interested to see what takes they're going to take with that new show. Yeah, not that I've seen anything about it or heard anything, but um, I'm not sure. I want to say that it ends or it starts right maybe a couple months after uh, the ending of Endgame because mm-hmm. we see Falcon going in with his training for uh, to be the new Captain America. Yeah. Which, uh, go Anthony Mackie. What a role. I, I love that for know. you. I am so stoked. Um, when that reveal happened at the end of Endgame, I, I know I, for one, was super like, fuck yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you can curse, so I'll take that back. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it just... It was a really powerful moment to see, and so I, I'm excited and hope that they show a bit of him training to be Captain America, and that it'll it'll really tie that all in. Uh, so here's the thing: I um, the kind of person that I am is, uh, I guess, scientifically described as emotional. Um, you know, aren't we all? A little? So I cried. A good amount during uh, Endgame, especially, like, from... And I still can't watch, like, the, the videos of it. Like, I, I have a hard time watching that movie. Oh, I cry like a I baby so every emotional. time. Oh, yeah. Every single time. But when he gave... Uh, he, being Chris Evans, gave Anthony Mackie the the shield in the movie, I was like, cool, that's it. I'm done. I'm crying forever now. Blubbering um, yes. Yeah, it was so bad. It was so bad. Like from the moment where, where Anthony Mackie, like the portal opens up, and he's like on your left. I was a mess. <laughs> I was a mess during the entire fight scene. Oh yeah. And then like, and then like it slowed down a bit. Like when uh, once Tony got the uh, the stones, I was like, all right, cool. He's gonna save. A- oh, and now he's dead. And now cool. he's dead. Crying Great. again. Great. Um. 
didn't need to continue crying through all of this, but sure, let's just keep the crying going. Exactly, exactly. So then, like, once that happened and once he died, I was like, all right, cool, I guess I'm done crying. Oh, he's giving him the shield, and now we've got a black Captain America. This is everything that 12-year-old me would have asked for. And everything that we really need going forward. Like, it just... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, when, I mean... I started crying probably before that even, and then when Evans did the whole Avengers Assemble, blubbering mess, continued on, Tony dies, blubbering mess, and I do not think I cried any harder than when it was like, okay, cool, now we're getting representation on the screen just because I know how important that is, having representation through my entire life, now being able to have folks see their you know, who they are represented on the screen. That just was so important. So, yeah. It was, it felt really cool. Honestly, it really did. And then, uh, I mean, we've got, we've got the King of Wakanda. Yes. And we've got Captain America. Like that's, that's such a big name right there. Two big roles. Exactly. Um, They're getting the representation that they need and they're, they have doing so well like you know black panther did such a phenomenal job um i'm super excited that they're going to be doing uh, reportedly the wakanda series uh and i hope that it does end up coming out for the five years that's been reported because so much can come from that yeah speaking of the wakanda series we actually uh not we but there's a uh there was a report on Deadline saying the Walt Disney Company has extended its relationship with Black Panther director and co-writer Ryan Coogler. Disney has made a five-year overall exclusive television deal with Coogler's Proximity Media, which he runs with principals, uh, what's that name, Zinzi Coogler? Wow, these are names I cannot pronounce properly, <laughs> and I'm going to butcher them. Um, Sev Ohanian, Ludwig Gr- Disney has made a five-year overall deal, <laughs> exclusive television deal with uh, Coogler's Proximity Media. Um, we're supposed to be getting. I, I mean, I don't want to say that it's five years of the of the one Wakanda show, mm-hmm. but. I want to say the Wakanda show and then like Wakanda adjacent stuff. Like they're going to have him on board with other stuff that they're going to be doing. Well, and I think it would be really interesting to kind of see like M'Baku and his tribe who also kind of resides on the outskirts of Wakanda. Um, Like there's, there's just so many interesting things that can come from a Wakanda related series. And yeah, exactly. I'm super stoked to see what Ryan Coogler brings to the table. Cause I mean, Black Panther was phenomenal, and so having him on board and at the helm of some new projects is going to be really exciting to see. Yeah, so if we're going to be bringing up Ryan Coogler and Black Panther, um, we need to also bring up the fact that in the year of 2020, we did lose Chadwick Boseman. We lost uh, Black Panther himself Mm -hmm. at the age of 43 to, what was it, colon cancer? Colon cancer, yeah. I mean, the fact that he was giving that performance... And fighting cancer, and multiple performances, I yes. guess, and fighting cancer at the same time. This man was just, was just... He was a force. He really, really was. He was someone that, I guess we, we didn't deserve 
but he he blew it out of the park with no matter what he did. Well, and I think he even within his time knew what an impact everything was because I mean, uh, the folks who are now signed on to Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings have outwardly stated that had it not been for Ryan Coogler and Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther, that these productions may not have been made as soon as they had been. So the fact that he he knew a lot of the power that he held and still was so willing to just be gracious and share it and really make sure that representation was important um, and shown, just it, it really speaks to what an incredible human Chadwick Boseman was. No, you're absolutely right. It really does speak to the character that he uh, that he had. Um, it, it really does suck that he is gone. Um, but going back to the the five year deal that mm-hmm. Kugler has with Disney, um, and how I stated that I don't think that they could do maybe five years of a Wakanda show. I wanted to bring up WandaVision again, and I yes. know that we just spent like seven years talking about it, but. It's still, it is the most recent uh, content, and there's still a lot to unpack. We, we barely kind of scratched the surface with everything. Well, yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot to unpack, but how long can they make this last? I mean, we've got Vision starting to, I don't want to say crack, but like starting to see the cracks. Mm-hmm. And Wanda starting to be like, listen, I can't control all this all on my own kind of thing, like, yeah. which could totally beg to bring in Mephisto and maybe Agatha Harkness, like, shows her true self. But um, I, I don't think that they can make this show last for more than a season, maybe even two seasons. Yeah, and honestly, that does kind of bum me out a bit because this has been a really fun show to watch, but at the same time, if all I get is one or two seasons, I'm still stoked. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't see them having a, a whole lot of longevity within this just because, especially if it directly ties in to Dr. Strange, that means that there's kind of almost this, uh, unspoken end date and something would really have to change within the Dr. Strange and the Madness of the Multiverse, uh, storyline in order to allow Wanda to kind of go back to Westview and continue on with this WandaVision timeline. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that, but that would also mean that they would have to bring back um, Vision, like, permanently, which I'm really, like, as much as I love Vision, I love Paul Bettany. Like, he's done oh my gosh. marvelous with this role. And uh, and he's been involved in Jarvis. every phase. Like Yeah, he has, from actually the very beginning, the very first movie. Yes. Um, as much as I love him, I really don't want to see them bring him back to life permanently. See, that's where things get a little bit tricky because I've, I've seen theories online, especially uh, kind of to tie back into Wakanda, in that Shuri uploaded Vision while she was trying to get rid of the Mind Stone. So there's still that idea that Vision could be around within just the system. Um, but then as well, seeing Sword and them taking him apart and probably trying to re-upload him or figure him out as a sentient being, like, there, there's so much that's going to potentially happen. But you're right. Listen, I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. But there's got to be. I don't trust the, the director of Sword. I did not trust the director of Sword from the get-go. Um, 
But yeah, the reading upon the articles and seeing how there's high speculations within the comics that his father was involved in Hydra, that he's likely involved in Hydra, the fact that he, without telling Monica, was just going to drone attack Wanda. Like, you you really thought that was going to work? Um, I just... I don't like this guy and I'm interesting I'm interested to see uh exactly how big of a role he plays into the next couple episodes. Yeah, you're totally right about him um trying to drone attack Wanda uh which is excuse my language an especially fucked up thing to do considering that <laughs> They, uh, they being uh, Wanda and Pietro, almost died from one of Tony Stark's missiles, and they were stuck in the rubble for two days. Correct. Like, how are you going to launch a missile at her after you know what she's been through? Yeah. Um, And then on top of that, after you know what she's capable of, uh, a stupid move, my guy. That was a so dumb, dumb. colossally dumb. Like (laughs) colossally dumb. You can't trust these people out here. That being said, um, there was a part where. Monica was talking Monica Rambeau being the daughter of Maria Rambeau from Mm -hmm. um, Captain Marvel thank you Um, where they were talking about like stuff that they need so that she can breach the the wall that Wanda had put up um, so that she can get in there without like changing or anything and losing control she mentioned that she has like an aerospace engineer that she trusts that she thinks might be able to do the job for her. Mm-hmm. Was she talking about Reed Richards? I think she was talking about Reed Richards, and I'm super excited to see um, the potential Fantastic Four come in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've already announced that, didn't they? They said that they're going to be doing a Fantastic Four show or movie. I think it's a movie. Um, and so I'm I'm super excited that now we're actually getting the hints that something is going to come through. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, no, neither can I. I mean, um, we've had, what, the 2015... Fantastic Four movie where um, the guy who plays Killmonger mm-hmm. played Johnny Storm, which I didn't even watch that movie. Yeah. I, I saw the trailers. I was like, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, no, I, I didn't, I didn't see that iteration. The original Fantastic Four that came out in 2000, uh, 2005, <laughs> it just, it was, it was fine, but it definitely wasn't. What I wanted it was definitely to see. a placeholder. Yeah. And so when they did come out with the 2014, I think you said, iteration of it. 2015. 2015. Um, it just, it was something I had already been hesitant to actually go and see it. So the fact that we've got now the new era of Marvel potentially coming in and taking over the Fantastic Four series and the drops that have been made, I'm, I'm super stoked. Exactly. I mean, we've got we've already gotten three Fantastic Four movies. We've got the 2005, the 2007 Rise of the Silver Surfer, mm-hmm. and then, like we mentioned earlier, 2015's Fantastic Four, um, which, oh, now that I think about it, all three of those movies had uh, former, or I guess current MCU characters in them, because you had Johnny Storm in the mm-hmm. 2015 one, and then uh, Evan Peters, Evan... Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Evan, Evan Peters plays Pietro. No, 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 no. Uh, in, in Fantastic Four. Um, oh, my goodness. 
Mm-hmm. Chris Evans. That's just, yes, how Chris did I Evans. That he was name? in Jesus Christ. Uh, the 2005 and 2007. 2007. He as Johnny Storm as well. Uh-huh. Wow, maybe we should just keep casting people as Johnny Storm and then bringing them into the MCU to show them what they can really do. Yes, um, it's like here. Here's your test run of a superhero <laughs> movie. All right, now you're ready for the big boys. <laughs> So, like, when it comes to the Fantastic Four movies, a lot of people really, really want um, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. I know. I think, honestly, though, that would be so much fun. They are such fantastic actors, um, and the way that they work together as well, it just is really, is really great. And, frankly, I'd love to see both of them within the MCU. Uh no, I completely agree. And they have already got the chemistry because, you know, they're married. Married? Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they can play a married couple because they've kind of already done it. Yeah, well, um, and I mean, look at, not to completely go on a side tangent, but look at their work within The Quiet Place and the chemistry and just fantastic yeah, acting that they did which within I've watched that. watched for the first time. Um, yeah, just so good. I don't know how I just recently watched that movie for the first time, too. It's, <gasps> Okay. Yes, I know. I've got a lot of movies to catch up on. This past weekend, I watched uh, Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, and uh, King of the Monsters. And Yeah, so I, I have a confession to make. I, I have yet to see a Godzilla movie. Oh, yeah. well, don't start with the 2014 one. That one no. was just okay. Uh wasn't my favorite one. Uh, King of the Monsters was definitely a lot better. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would say definitely check out at least... Those three movies before um, Godzilla vs. Kong comes out, which we'll talk about in a minute. We need to get yeah, back to the Disney Plus release dates. We do. Keep getting We've got Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, March 19th, uh, 2021. There was a Bob's Burgers movie coming out. Yes, uh, which I, I want to say was actually previously delayed. And, you know, I, I love the show, so I, I can't wait to see what they so put good. on the screen. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, speaking of Bob's Burgers, they've actually drafted the writers of that show, or two of the writers, to do Deadpool 3, which is going to be the first R-rated MCU movie. Yes, and it it has to be. That's, that's yeah, the no, thing. there's no there's, other way that they there's can do no, it. There is no other way around it. You you have to have an R-rated Deadpool 3. Like, I just And Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool is just <laughs> chef's kiss. Like he he knew what he was doing when he got into it, uh, and he has hit the ball just out of the park every time. Yeah, absolutely, every single time. Um, I hate that my younger self was so uh, jaded against him because he's always been a really fun actor, and I guess just a really good person. It's because it's probably Canadian. <laughs> Yeah, he's always been uh, pretty cool from what I heard. But after the Bob's Burgers movie, we're supposed to have Black Widow coming out on April 23rd. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the release dates get kind of choppy because we have Loki in May of 2021. Yeah, no specified date, but just in May. And then Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, July 9th, 2021, which the Ten Rings, that's that that's big implications right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you understand it, but for the people that don't understand it, the Ten Rings are the Ten Rings of Power from uh, the Mandarin, which we who we met, quote unquote, met in uh, Iron Man three. Yes. But they retconned that. They retconned that in like a short little video, I think called "Hail 
to the king or something like that, where uh, it follows Ben Kingsley's character who played like the the video version of the Mandarin mm-hmm. uh, in prison. And someone goes to interview him and talk to him about like what's going on and like why he did it. And in the middle of the interview, the person that's interviewing him uh, kills a guard. Yep. And then like blows a hole in the wall. And I think the last line of that of that video was like the real Mandarin would like to speak with you. And then it ends, which that was something that blew my mind when that came out. And it still blows my mind because it shows that the whole mysticism. I mean, we've obviously seen the mysticism in, in the Doctor Strange movies, mm-hmm. but it shows that it's been around a lot longer than we think. And even before they introduced Doctor Strange into the MCU. Correct. I mean, Iron Man 3 came out quite a, a bit ago. And uh, so the fact that they have really been holding off um, to truly release this, because, I mean, it came out in 2013. So that that's, that's a long time for them to just kind of have it hovering. And the fact that they're really bringing in this terrorist organization and, you know, everything within Shang-Chi. God, 2013 be, already. Yeah. I, I'm super stoked to see what comes about from it. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm stoked to see what they do with it. Uh, from what I've seen, they've got a pretty good cast behind them. I'm not sure if they've released anything about the uh, the writers or directors who, who they've got behind that one, but we'll, we'll cover that one as it comes along. Um, after Shang-Chi, we've got, in the summer of 2021, we've got What If?, which is going to be an animated series. Yes, and that is just, I think, going to be out of like insane. I just, I, I can't even begin to uh, speculate all the things that are going to come out with it. But I, I'm very excited. For those of you that don't know, the What If series is going to be centered around, uh, I guess, big What If questions of the of the MCU. Like one of the big ones that they're doing is, what if Peggy Carter had gotten the super soldier serum instead of uh, Captain Rogers. Mm-hmm. They're doing one where what if um, T'Challa was picked up instead of uh, Star-Lord, Peter Quill, mm-hmm. and was taken out into outer space. Um, those are the two that I can just remember off the top of my head, but they've got a lot of really good stuff coming up for that show as well. Well, and the little clips that they've kind of released to a point look pretty intense like this is going to be an intense series all around and i like that it's all going to be one shots i'm pretty sure there's going to be one of the uh the watchers talking with someone else i'm not sure if they've specified who it is but having a conversation with a certain person and like showing like the title suggests what if this had happened instead of the thing that actually did happen Mm mm-hmm and after what if we've got ooh the Eternals? Okay, uh, they just released some photos of the costuming for those characters, yes. which is supposed to be like what nine separate characters? Yeah, it's a pretty large cast, uh, and it, it really has to be because I mean there there are a lot of Eternals. Um, so, mm, yes, that is true. But it's something that has kind of been hinted at, I think, in the past, where you know people had kept wondering, okay, when when are they going to actually make an appearance? When are they going to make an appearance? So the fact that they're finally making a theatrical, you know, show is going to be really great uh and i'm I'm very excited to see what they come up with within their storyline yeah you're absolutely correct uh didn't they do a 
because it was an eternal show, wasn't there? Like it ran for like a tiny, tiny bit. Let me look that up. Let me see. It was a mini series back in. No, that's not the one that I'm looking at. Uh, uh, oh no, I'm thinking of the Inhumans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they did a series back in 2017 of the Inhumans that um, definitely existed. <laughs> it was a thing. I- it was a thing that they thought was a good idea to put out uh, on television instead of in movies like they were supposed to. <laughs> it's really interesting when you get those choices, though, because, I mean, it's a, ch- it's a choice, but you really are taking a gamble there. <laughs> And uh, it it was a gamble that did not pay off. <laughs> not even a little bit. Uh, in December 2016, Scott Buck was announced as showrunner and executive producer for the series. In February 2017, Anson Mount was cast as Black Bolt. And then ABC canceled the show in May 11 or May of 2018. Yeah, and that was a really kind of rough time. To have a lot of those shows, because I mean, you were you were truly competing with a lot of other superhero content, um, and just depending on their airtime, depending on the fan base, you it was a sink or swim, and they definitely sank. Yeah, well, I mean, you're most definitely right because they had uh, Agents of Shield and Agent Carter yeah. out around the same time, but for some odd reason, they aired or they. What does it say? It says here on Wikipedia, the series' first two episodes were filmed entirely on IMAX digital cameras and aired on IMAX screens for two weeks beginning uh, September 1st, 2017. ABC then broadcast the series weekly starting with the first two episodes on September 29th. So after the two weeks that it was out in in theaters, they're like, all right, cool, now we're going to bring it to television and then cancel it the following year because it just it i heard it was just not good yeah well and i mean i know that you had mentioned that agents of shield and agent carter were also on there but i mean it was also competing with shows like daredevil uh iron fist luke cage jessica jones like all those had already had a pretty big establishment um within that time period so it just it had to have come out really really strong and it it unfortunately just didn't hit the mark where it needed to be yeah, um, you're absolutely correct about that. And uh, Daredevil, Luke Cage, um, Jessica Jones, they all deserved better. We are not mentioning uh, Iron Fist because... Yeah. Because who? That wasn't a show. What are you talking about? That's crazy. <laughs> um, I was going to bring up the fact that Inhumans was reportedly being rebooted as part of the MCU's Fantastic Four franchise, but... That was reported on. We got this covered, and uh, really, mm. like they're, they're, I, mm. I trust a few good sources, but um, mm. they are not one of them. No. Yes, I am throwing shade at them. I don't care. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, are you a palm tree? Because you're providing shade. No, <laughs> palm trees don't actually provide a whole lot of shade. I recognize that as I said, palm tree. So you know, we're good. Um. It's cool. Um, <laughs> I am tall as a tree anyways, so yes, I will be throwing shade all over the place. Um, Moving on from the Eternals coming out on November 24th, uh, 2021, we've got Miss Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, and that that is an exciting addition to the MCU because she has not made really any appearances 
Uh, and so I'm, I'm super stoked. She made that appearance in the uh, Avengers video game that they did for PS5, mm-hmm. which was another thing that I heard was just not good. Did you ever end up playing it at all? I didn't, because uh, I I only have a PS4. Uh, Same. <laughs> that wasn't in the cards for me, but I really didn't hear anything about that game other than, oh, there's a couple new characters, and it it's I. Um, so yeah. it just wasn't something that I was going to rush out and really try to play. Yeah, even when I saw the like the trailer for it and saw what they were doing with that game, I didn't care. Yeah. It, it just didn't pique my interest. It, it was one of those things I was like, I need to play this right now. Um, it, it was one of those things where I was like, I'll let other people try it out and maybe I'll watch like some playthroughs of it, but it, it just did not look like, not I don't want to say like a good time, but like something that I would be interested in. Well, and it also, you know, not, not to be, I guess, a little shady, it really isn't their strong suit. The, the video games that they've come out with have been okay, uh, but really, a lot of their strength has been within the more live-action series, uh, whether that be movies or shows. So the games, I just have kind of felt, have been a bit lackluster. So a lot of them I, I haven't really, truthfully, played, just because they never really piqued my interest. Yes, I agree with you, except for uh, the Spider-Man game. That thing yes, okay. So fucking good. You are correct Excuse there. My language. Spider-Man games yeah. it definitely were a ton of fun. Um, but and it's definitely one of those that's got like a good uh, replayability uh, factor. Like you can, there's so much to do in that game. Like I still haven't beaten Taskmaster. That guy <laughs> it just ruins me every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I honestly, I can't remember where I left off, but I, I, there was this one point where I was like, I can't beat this area i'm just gotta set it down and then of course you know i'm a distracted human so <laughs> never picked it back up but it's definitely one that i had a load of fun playing it and i should try to beat it at some point because most definitely a, you should try to beat i'm a completionist <laughs> same same i'm still working god of war because Oh my god, those Valkyries, they are the worst. They, but anyways, what's coming out after uh, Miss Marvel? <laughs> Tell me. Uh, so after Miss Marvel, we've got Hawkeye, also listed as late 2021. Um, that's going to be a pretty fun show as well. Uh, though I don't know if a whole lot's actually been dropped about where it's going to be set, what's going to happen within it, just that it's happening. I do know that they cast uh, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. Oh, in that show. that's gonna be great! Yeah, I'm so for that. with with the implications of them casting Kate Bishop in that, uh, it really shows that they're going to be having uh, Clinton Barton, who's played by Jeremy Rayner, um, training his his next, mm-hmm. like the next person that's going to be the next Hawkeye, which I guess really begs the fact that. Um, Jeremy Rayner's going to be officially leaving the MCU soon. Yeah, he has to. Well, not that he has to, but I'm I'm not surprised that he is, just because a, a lot of the individuals who they signed on to Phase One, they they their contracts are up. They want to do other projects, and I know that at least from my understanding, they can be pretty hefty contracts. So having a little bit more freedom to do things. And uh, get other roles is probably 
a good move. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Jeremy Rayner's um, contract uh, a while ago was like Pixar's uh, May 29th, 20, or 2009 release. Mm-hmm. You know, it was up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we've got Hawkeye coming out late 2021, and then, and then we've got these... Star Wars shows, which is a whole other episode that we're going to have to yeah. do. Um, I think once we have Alex come on. Um, we're really going to dive into that. Alex has, is watching Star Wars for the first time as an adult. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we've all watched it as kids. And we're like, oh, cool, lightsabers, explosions, fun. But, like, when you watch them as an adult, you're like, oh, there's a lot of commentary here. Yes, there's a lot of commentary. There's a lot of, like, hidden politics. It, it's a... It's a completely different movie when movie series, not just movie. Uh, when you do sit down and rewatch it, yeah, from that adult mindset, if you will. So you see a lot of things in that that um, that you didn't notice before, and uh, some of them not always great. Um, I'm kind of referring to the Gungans here. Oh yeah. Because that was a little racist. Uh, a um, little, but yeah, uh, there, there's a lot to unpack with uh, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is going to have to be a whole other, whole episode. other episode. In uh, December 2021, we have a show releasing that I'm just going to toss up a spoiler warning for you guys. If you haven't watched Mandalorian and you have no idea what's going on Go yet, watch um, this is your this is your chance to mute it for like the next. In five seconds, or I guess we'll toss in a time code down below so that you know where to pick back up. But if you don't care about spoilers, we're getting the book of Boba Fett. I know. When uh, they dropped that after credit scene, I screamed. Like, audibly screamed, was giddy, was just, can't wait. Uh, yeah! It's, it's going to be so good, and I'm glad that it is actually releasing this year, too. Cause, I know. know, they dropped that one really quick, which means they've been filming it for a while. Yeah, it means that probably at around the same time that they were starting to get the filming for Mandalorian, they already at least had the screenplays and everything set for Book of Boba Fett. So the Most amount of foreshadowing and uh, you know forethought has been really really well mastered within the star wars realm as well oh yeah absolutely i mean that's that's disney for you they they buy things up and then they're like all right now how are we gonna how are we gonna make this that money <laughs> but yes. um, and then following uh book of boba fett uh actually just real quick before we do continue on um watching boba fett blast bib fortuna in the face was, oh just Again, that was everything for perfection. me. Perfection. It just it needed to happen. I'm glad it was Boba that did it, um, and it it really puts an end to that horrible, horrible character. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Finally, I don't think we've ever even seen any of his other or any others of his race. I I honestly am not too sure. There's a potential that it could have popped up in one of the prequels, but I I admit it's been a minute since I've watched a lot of the prequels. Uh, Same, so. except for episode three, because that movie stays on. <laughs> yeah. 
after Book of Boba Fett, we've got a, another animated series coming out, uh, which is going to be following the uh, Star Wars Clone Wars show mm-hmm. uh, called Star Wars The Bad Batch. Yeah. It, I haven't seen a whole heck of a lot talking about it, so I am coming into this a little bit blind, but definitely. Did you ever watch uh, the Clone Wars series? I've watched a good portion of it, but I haven't actually finished it, admittedly. Um, no, that's fine. I mean, it, it, yeah, everyone, or not everyone hasn't finished it, but like, it, it's definitely a good series to watch. Yes. It's definitely one that I will need to, to finish. Yeah, 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 no, that one, that one was a really, really good show to watch. So, for those of you that don't know, uh, the Bad Batch were basically the first clones that were made, um, and they were made a little bit different. Each of them have their own kind of special, not abilities, but like things that they can do better than other clones. There's one guy that's like just humongous, and one guy that's like all technology, and one guy that's like their leader. I think there's four or five of them. Um, definitely. They they come out in I want to say the last season of the Clone Wars near the ending, mm-hmm. um, and they really show up and they show off and they get it done. Like even I was I was super impressed with not only their their character arc but how they work as a team because I mean you, you see the clones in general and they just kind of work together like Mm -hmm. for the common good kind of thing yeah but these guys they're like we're willing to do whatever the hell it takes just to get it done. just to get it done and like like much like george washington said outrun outlast hit them quick get out fast (laughs) Um, i appreciate the reference (laughs) yeah of course of course um he, they yeah they they were they were super 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 fun to watch. Uh, I would definitely suggest watching that show um, uh, soon. Finishing that show soon. Yeah. I I hope to uh, finish it probably within the next week or two. So how far in did you say you were? I honestly I I want to say it was within like the third season. But I'm I'm not too sure. It's been a it's been a minute since I've actually sat down and watched it. I think there's like seven seasons. Yeah, so I got I got a bit to go. Yeah, you got a little bit to go, but that's not too bad. So speaking of the bad batch, uh, I think we need to talk about the baddest of bitches that is reportedly on set. I'm gonna mark this one with a spoiler warning for you guys that don't want to know anything about these movies, mm-hmm. but um. Willem Dafoe is supposedly on set for Spider-Man 3, the newest Tom Holland movie. I know. And that report honestly just blew me away. Uh, Again, with the whole multiverses being interlocked and Tom Holland not having a poker face whatsoever, it had definitely (laughs) been suspected that we were going to have some Spider-Man crossovers. But if he actually, Willem Dafoe has actually been reported on set at... I, I don't even know what to do. I'm just fan, fangasming. I, I just, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I feel the exact same way. Um, comicbook.com uh, is reporting. News reports indicate that another major Marvel villain is joining the already packed cast for Spider-Man 3, with the original Spider-Man villain Willem Dafoe reportedly reprising his role as Norman Osborn, a.k.a. the Green Goblin, for the Marvel Studios movie. A new report from GWW indicates that Will, uh, or that Dafoe is joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. While it's not immediately clear who Dafoe is playing on the project, given the fact 
fact that the Spider-Man movies and more recently WandaVision have brought back franchise actors in their older roles, it's likely that the actor will once again play the Green Goblin. Uh, It continues on saying... Defoe will be joining Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx, who are reprising their villainous roles as Dr. Octopus, uh, respectively. Oh, they didn't put the other guy. Um, Dr. Octopus and uh, Electro, respectively. Mm -hmm. Whether these villains will team up or if a few of them are just being featured in cameo roles remains to be seen. Well, and I love the fact that they are bringing them back, but with just specifically Spider-Man... History, I am a touch hesitant about the fact that we are having so many major roles that I'm, I'm hoping that they're able to properly balance it. Because, you know, when you take a look at, say, Spider-Man 3, the, the original, when you start to get into the more villains uh, involved within the, the movie, it gets a little muddied. And so I'm, I'm really interested to see how they tie all of these big names and huge reprisals into one movie. No, and you're absolutely correct. Um, it's one of those things where either the movie needs to be like three hours long, or they need to split it up into two separate movies. Yeah, and uh, I don't, I don't know if there's any talks to do that. So I am a little bit more hopeful that even though I love all three of those actors and their roles within the original, you know, their original versions of those roles were spot on. I, I do hope that they are a bit more cameo based, just for my own liking but well i don't know i mean the fact that they've got alfred molina and willem dafoe uh, reprising their roles as uh, dr octopus or reportedly reprising their roles as dr octopus and mm-hmm. green goblin respectively which were both in the toby mcguire's uh, mm-hmm. spider-man universe you've got jamie fox coming back reportedly as electro who was in the andrew garfield universe Correct. and then michael keaton was already in the uh, Tom Holland universe as Vulture, you've got, what, four of the Sinister Six right there. Correct. Scorpion has already been shown to be in the universe as well. Yes. Uh, and, and he was just in passing in, like, a post credit scene. And then there's a lot of speculation going around that um, Mysterio isn't even dead. That's definitely a report that I'm trying to keep my eye on because, as well, if... We do have the reported Sinister Six. That that could make for a real interesting conundrum for the Spider-Mans, potentially. And even if they don't, like, completely face off against them uh, all at once. Yeah. The fact that we've already seen that there is a multiverse kind of thing going on uh, makes it so that they can be brought back. Mm-hmm. That they can still appear in this potentially alternative timeline so yeah i'm i'm really excited to see what they they pull out with this new movie Uh, yeah so am i i can't wait to see what they do um god i'm actually really really excited about this movie but also really really worried (laughs) like i said they do need to do either a long-ass movie with a lot of like a lot going on Mm -hmm. Or two movies. Um, and like you said, they didn't report that they were going to be, or there's no reports going around that there's going to be two of them. But at the same time, even though it's not like widely as watched, um, it wasn't reported that there were going to be two It movies until we saw the ending of Correct. the first movie. And that 
in and of itself was a fantastic choice. So I'm really hoping that they, instead of trying to like, all right, let's cut things in order to make it a shorter movie, that if it does end up with this much content that they're kind of dropping and so many have been speculating that they do decide to maybe break it up a little bit. Yeah, because that would probably be for the best. I mean, we've already seen the curse of uh, three Spider-Man movies. Yes. uh, Starting off with... Toby Maguire's movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then Andrew Garfield not even getting, getting his third. third. Yeah. So, I mean, there there's a, a big, you know, don't want to throw it out there, but there's a big curse on the third Spider-Man movie. So, like, let's let's really power through this strong and uh just make it four right off the get-go. That way it's yeah, we don't even have to worry that. about it. <laughs> That being said, do not hire J.J. Abrams to do this movie no. because we've seen that he drops the ball on stuff like this. Especially I the third. I love you, J.J., <laughs> but Jesus. You know, everybody's got to drop the ball at some time. Uh, but yeah, it definitely was a, a Yeah, but that consistently with him? <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's a consistency thing. I And I, I'm honestly wondering, especially with these large fandoms, if the reason that J.J. Abrams drops the ball so often is just because there's so much writing on them that he just doesn't even know where to go with them. So Yeah, like, like we've seen in uh, Lost, he builds up all these big questions, and then he's like, oh, well, I don't know. It's up to you guys to figure that one out. Audience interpretation? question yeah no i don't have time for audience interpretation give me the good stuff jj yep give me an answer thank you there's a reason there is a reason that people are calling you jar jar abrams oh that knife hits deep yeah i said what i said (laughs) that being said i would love to be in one of your shows if you ever need someone to cast just call me up it's no big deal i got you (laughs) Now, if we're talking about characters that are supposed to be or supposedly being reported in uh, the new Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. um, Jared Leto as Morbius is a thing that is definitely being reported. Yes, though I know that that project's actually been pushed back a bit. So I'm wondering when when is that going to come out, guys? Like wh- it was supposed to come out, I think, uh, mid this year. Yeah, and I I don't think it's supposed to come out until like at least spring of next year, if I recall correctly. Actually, yeah, looking at it now, it was, uh, it was supposed to come out July of 2020, mm-hmm. and we saw how 2020 turned out for all of us, uh, so now it's being pushed back to January 21st, 2022. All right, well, hopefully with the delay in the project, they're really able to get it right, because it's a pretty intense character and storyline and uh, I'm in, I'm interested to see Leto's take on it. Yeah, I feel like Jared Leto uh, doesn't get some of the respect that he deserves. Like he's picked up some pretty bad roles sometimes, but that he's a good actor. That's the nature of the game. Sometimes you pick up roles because you know you think you might be able to do a little bit more with them. And sometimes it's just a matter of editing or the, you know, whatever the case may be. And it just ends up kind of falling flat, but that's no shade to him nor his acting. Cause he has put out some pretty outstanding roles. So I, I think he can really hold up to this character. I just am interested to see 
all the other pieces that are involved within it. Yeah, most definitely. I'm excited to see what he what he brings to the table with this. Um, I know it's a actually, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, we'll just edit that part out. I did want to go back just real quick. Uh, this is a bit of a spoiler if you're not looking for spoilers for the new Spider-Man movie. Um, spotted in downtown Atlanta during filming for Spider-Man 3, uh, someone found a feast truck, which, <sighs> uh, for those who don't know uh, what feast is, it's in the... Uh, in the movie, or not in the movies, in like the Spider-Man comics and stuff, it's food emergency aid shelter and training, who is run by a character named Martin Lee, mm-hmm. who, if you don't know who that is, um, spoiler alert, is another villain main, named Mr. Negative. Mm-hmm. So them bringing that truck into it, with the addition of Aunt May still being alive, yes. thank God, because Marissa told me. I know. Uh, and um, her Aunt May has just been so fun. Like, and just. Yeah. It's nice. It's a, it's a, it's refreshing. Yes. It's definitely a refreshing take on the character and it, it yields itself so well. It really does, doesn't it? I thought I was the only one that felt that way. Everyone's like, she's too young to be playing Aunt May. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Uh, excuse you. Marissa Tomei is killing it go away now (laughs) exactly but that begs the question uh if he's showing up begs the question that are we gonna see martin lee are we gonna see mr negative and also so with them possibly bringing in mr negative uh, martin lee i really feel like randall park would have done a really good job with martin yes i i agree but also i'm i love him as Detective Jimmy Woo, like he just brings yeah. a lot of fun to that role. So wherever I can get my Randall Park fix, I will happily <laughs> take it. But he definitely would have knocked it out of the park. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still excited. I mean, because there's no real names being dropped for who might be doing Martin Lee. Um, well, and if he's even going to necessarily appear in this film, because, you know, they do have a, a history of kind of dropping subtle hints without actually making them come to fruition just at the start. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's so much up in the air specifically around the Spider-Verse that I, I don't, I don't know. Everything could happen, but there's so much. Even if like, like at the end of whatever movie, like, Oh, you know how that could work out? Check this out. Here's my theory. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's mm-hmm. my new theory. So the way that they're going to do it, is they're going to have two separate movies for the uh, the third Spider-Man movie, right? Mm-hmm. And my theory is that they're going to have five of the Sinister Six, and at the very end of the movie, they're going to be like, yeah, we need a sixth person to like really bring us together. And then, bam, Martin frickin' Lee is going to show up and be like, hey, uh, I heard you need a sixth person. Yeah. And uh, I'm positive that I'm the right one for you because get it? Because he's Mr. Negative. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I really think that that would be fun to see. Yeah, it would. Uh, and it definitely would be a great cliffhanger in order to allow for the next film. So. Exactly. And on top of that, it brings, uh, it brings a bit of danger to uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man because uh, Martin Lee is really, really close with Aunt May. Mm-hmm. They work together on Feast. Yeah. 
So we're we're gonna we have a lot of uh, potentially interesting plot lines that are gonna come to fruition within this next movie. I'm excited to see which ones they go with and which ties they still kind of leave up in the air to be maybe pulled upon later. Yeah, exactly. But um, we were talking about uh, Jared Leto earlier, Mm -hmm. and I really, how I mentioned, I really feel that he doesn't get enough credit for the roles that he plays. Um, Zack Snyder released a photo, uh, and it was like super, super blurry of him in the background, but like he's holding a, Jared Leto is holding up a Joker card, and it looks like he's got like a whole new look for the Justice League movie, which, by the way, finally has a release date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's set to come out on March 18th on HBO Max, so that is super exciting. We get the full director's cut. About time, too. I mean, I before I started this podcast, I wanted to start it a while ago. Wow, did I just say started it? Before I started this podcast, I wanted to start it like a while ago. And one of the running gags I wanted in each of the episodes was like, I asked random people if the Zack Snyder cut is ever going to be released. Mm-hmm. And I was going to be like, yeah, uh, do you think the Zack Snyder cut will ever come out? Mm-hmm. Or I was going to ask, ask and be like, hey, is Zack Snyder out yet? And they're going to be like, oh, no. And I was like, yeah, because it's never going to be released kind of thing. And here I am eating my own words. Yeah, you got to. I mean, and it was a pretty big drop. We had all been speculating, all right, you know, maybe he's going to do it. Maybe he's going to do it with the DC deals with HBO Max, especially. It it was definitely uh, far more expected that, okay, maybe maybe they're going to actually release it. And so the fact that we have... Not only a release date, we have posters. We know it's coming out. There is no backing out now. And uh, it's going to be something to behold. Most definitely it is. And it's about time. I mean, did you ever end up watching the the Justice League movie? I watched bits of it. I I was kind of told to avoid it. And then it was one of those things where in my own head, I was like, I'm just going to wait for the Snyder Cut, you know? Like... (laughs) <laughs> it's it's a pretty easy cop out when you don't think it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> and now you must watch that. And movie. now I get to eat my words. <laughs> <laughs> they taste great with barbecue sauce. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> I watched the first one. I watched one. Well, I guess the only Justice League movie, and it felt rushed visually. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice to look at. It was a pretty movie. Yeah, but. I really feel like Zack Snyder passing on the movie to Joss Whedon was not the best move. Like it I've was got, a I've got respect for Joss Whedon and whatnot, um, but I feel like it could have been better if they just halted production for like the couple months that that, that he needed. Zack needed. And then just had him pick it back up from where he was because now we've got this whole fiasco going through where he's like. Oh well, I guess we got to release my part because the original one, the Whedon version, just didn't do it. For yeah, it d- it didn't hit the mark that was kind of expected. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see that. I'm you're completely right in that they should have just halted the production so that he could have the time that he needed and then come back because that's th- that's the issue. Even giving it and handing it off to a veteran director. It, it isn't going to have the same feel and it's really exactly. difficult and to get that cohesion. So 
while as I'm sure Joss Whedon did the best that he could with what he had, it just it wasn't going to be exactly what Zack Snyder had envisioned. And so I'm I'm stoked that we actually get to see what he really wanted on the screen. Yeah, and I completely agree. I mean, I feel uh, Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon are two very, very different uh, directors. Yes. Um, and like you said, uh, I'm excited to see what Zack Snyder envisioned. But speaking of vision, let's talk about Wanda Vitna. No, <laughs> let's go right back. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, we're finally getting we're finally getting that movie, and I'm really hoping it's better than the Joss Whedon version because if not, I've I've really got no hope for the M- or the, the, the DCU. Yeah, the DC live action because I mean DC has always hit it out of the park with their animated series. Um, I mean the it's it's been out for a little bit, but the Harley Quinn show is a favorite of mine just because it's so much fun. But I mean. Every time that DC has been given opportunities to do animated series, they've always been able to kind of knock it out of the park, but getting into the live action has been a little bit trickier, especially with the amount of reboots and retakes and new directors. It just, it gets a little bit muddied. And I think that's a benefit that Marvel has kind of had was that they, they really did have this very strong foundation to come off of. So while they had had some, live action movies in the past there had been a a long period of time in between them that they they really could make it their own and we've just had so many iterations of the dc supers that it, it gets a little harder no you're totally right about that um and moving on or not like moving on from the the superheroes but like sort of uh, we saw that with the Suicide Squad movie that came mm-hmm. out, what, a couple years back. Yeah. and I mean, I'm not sure how you felt about it. In my personal opinion, I was like, this is just not good. I, I, I'm, I really, really tried hard to like yes. it. Yes. But it took itself too serious. I really wanted to like it, and I just couldn't. Um, it... It had its benefits, but at the same time, you know, like Margot Robbie as Harley was was fun. Leto's Joker was all right, but he, I mean, he was kind of overhyped within a lot of the trailers, and then his actual impact within the movie just didn't feel like it hit exactly where it needed to, in in my personal opinion. Um, but then to kind of follow up the initial Suicide Squad when they released Birds of Prey, I thought that was at least a little bit more fun, just because it it really did try not to take itself too seriously. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, as they continue on with the Suicide Squad storyline uh, for Suicide Squad Roll Call. Yeah, exactly. I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Um, Taika Waititi is part of that project, isn't mm-hmm. he? I think he is, uh, but still like unannounced as to who he's playing. Well, and then as well, one of my personal favorites is uh, Flula Borg. And he is actually within the movie as well. And I am super stoked to see what he does. And My sister was so upset when she found out that he was part of it. Because I think she thinks he's annoying. But like... And Loki, he is a tiny bit. But he's German. But oh my God, that's so fun. <laughs> like, and that's the thing. He, his annoyance is just, it's very German. And that, it just, that to me is what... <laughs> makes him beloved uh i would watch just about anything that he's in even if it's you know silly (laughs) his 
His uh, Instagram and Facebook cracks me up. Yeah, no, he is he is genuinely very funny. Um, as far as the characters go in this movie, mm-hmm. we have Margot Robbie uh, reprising her role as Harley Quinn. Uh, Jai Courtney, Jai Jay. Jay Courtney as Captain Boomerang, mm-hmm. Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg, Viola Davis coming back as Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I love that. John Cena coming back as the Invisible Man. I mean, a Peacemaker. Um, <laughs> Pete Davidson as Blackguard. Michael Rooker, love him. Yes. As Savant. Sean Gunn as Weasel. Mm-hmm. Which Sean, Sean Gunn, Gunn is such a fantastic character actor. Yes, he. I mean, he's on par with uh, Doug Jones in just character acting. He yeah. every role that he takes, he fully embodies, and so I'm really excited to see him as Weasel. I really want to see a movie where it's Sean Gunn, Doug Jones, and oh, the guy that plays uh, Gollum. Oh, uh, Peter Circus. Uh, Andy Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see a movie with all three of them playing just the strangest characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Just just no direction. I don't care. You know what? Those three characters directed by um, Baby Driver director. uh, Edgar Wright. Yes. That would be a project to behold. I'm going to start putting together a script. Yeah, and just I'm send it off. It to all of them. Send it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> continuing on, we've got Idris Elba as Bloodsport, Peter Capaldi as The Thinker, mm-hmm. David Desmalkian as Polka Dom Man, Daniela Melchior Mel- as Ratcatcher 2, mm-hmm. Flula Borg as Javelin, Nathan Fillion as, as TDK or The Detachable Kid. And then we've got Mailing Yen as Mongol, and then Alice Braga as Sosoria. I don't even know most of these people. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mean the actors, the characters. Yeah, I don't know a lot of the characters uh, myself either. I am definitely unfamiliar with a good majority of them. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see what they, what they bring to the screen, because I'm sure they are, especially with the cast that has been announced, like there are some pretty strong actors within that group. Yeah, you've got a really good cast. And then on top of that, their director being James Gunn, that guy is super, super good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he definitely has produced some incredible films. Uh, and just all that he did with the Guardians of the Galaxy series has really been stellar. So to see it as uh, him finally stepping back into DC is going to be really exciting. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. And then, I mean, he's already announced that he was brought back on board for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, mm-hmm. which is currently filming, which we'll have to talk about in another episode because that's a whole other story to talk about. They've released, or not released, but some pictures have been uh, leaked from the set. Same as with uh, Thor Love and Thunder, which, again, we'll talk about probably on the same episode. You know what? Now that you mention it, you are correct. Guardians 3 hasn't started shooting. Thor Love and Thunder is what I was talking about. Yes, and I the photos that have been released have definitely been good, but we'll we'll save that for another another time. Most definitely another time. And then continuing on, because we got sidetracked again from the HBO Max release dates, we've got Godzilla vs. Kong on March 31st. I haven't been this excited about a, like a giant monster movie since Pacific Rim came out. Yes, and 
watching that trailer definitely uh I have some theories so it it's been pretty interesting and uh it's going to be a really fun watch. I'm a bit bummed that it likely won't be seen in theaters just because I feel like it would really be best to watch it there. Like having right. to watch it at home is going to be a little disappointing. Well, hopefully, hopefully it won't be too disappointing because I'm really looking forward to that movie. Um, April 16th, we have a movie that I've been waiting for them to do justice to, and hopefully they will. We're getting a Mortal Kombat movie. Yes. It's about time that we get, hopefully, a really stellar Mortal Kombat movie. And if uh, HBO Max's track records have held up, it should be pretty good. Yeah, because it doesn't look like it's trying too hard to be like the like the actual like the, the video games, but it looks dark. Mm-hmm. It definitely looks it dark looks and dark gritty. dark and gritty. Yep. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so on July 16th, there's a movie coming out that I am personally very, very stoked for. I, I have been waiting for this movie for years. We're getting a new Space Jam movie. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. Space Jam, the first movie, is like my movie. I yes. loved that movie as a kid. It was so good. The soundtrack, iconic. The comedy, outstanding. The acting, wonderful. The cameos, unparalleled. I just, I need, I need a more, I need more Space Jam. I completely agree. <laughs> I mean, Michael Jordan, he did his best. Yeah, well... He delivered, though. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> he delivered a fun movie, and that's all he had to do. Yeah, that's all he had to do. Um, so I, I don't want to get too far into this one because there's not like a whole lot released about it uh, yet. But um, I'm not sure. Do you know anything about this movie right now? Uh, last I heard, it was Blake Griffin. That could have changed. Uh, it could also be LeBron. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely LeBron that's playing because they've released a couple, uh, like, one small clip of it. Yeah, okay. All right, so it's just being speculated right now so far Mm -hmm. that um, because it is a a Warner Brothers uh, property, Mm -hmm. the main villain or the main villains in this movie that they're going to be facing off against are also... Warner Brothers properties. <gasps> okay. So we're supposed to be seeing like the Looney Tunes and LeBron James going against, from what I'm remembering hearing, the likes of the Wicked Witch of the West <gasps> and Pennywise and like different villains that they've had in prior properties. And I know I'm not I'm not sure if he was confirmed. Oh, yeah, we're also, uh, I think one of the other characters is supposed to be um, Jared Leto's Joker. Yes, all right. I'm I'm stoked for this project. I think it's going to be That's what I'm fun. saying, but Jim Carrey is supposed to be coming back and reprising his, reprising his role as uh, The Mask. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That would yeah. be stellar. If that, that's what I'm saying. If that's saying. a real report, I'm going to lose my shit. Like that would that would be that would be absolutely ridiculous, and I think there, it's not speculated like for sure for sure, or it's not confirmed yet. But speculation is that because the one uh, like picture that they have released of him 
is him in a referee jersey. So he might be refing the, the basketball <laughs> game. That, that would be fun. Right? That's what I'm saying. I would love, I'm, I am like so stoked for this movie for no real good reason. It looks great. It, it just sounds great and feels great and it's unnecessary, but I'm going to eat three tubs of popcorn yes. while watching this movie. I am going to have a field day. Like that's my day when it actually releases on July 16th. That those are my plans. That's it. I'm just watching space. July Jam. 16th. Hopefully. No, absolutely. We're definitely going to have to watch that one. Um, hopefully the vaccine will have rolled out enough that we can go see it in theaters. That would be wonderful. Here's hoping. That's certainly a dream. Um, and then like we mentioned before, we got Suicide Squad coming out on August 6th. And then a new movie. Well, not a new movie. I guess a remake, a remake. of one uh, called Dune. And that's supposed to come out December 18th. And that'll, that'll be another good one to watch. Uh, the first Dune, did you ever watch that one? No, I'm not familiar with it at all. See, it, it was a, a good movie. It's a long movie, uh, but it's, it's pinnacle sci-fi. And so the fact that they're remaking it finally with a little bit more advanced technology, it, it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, as far as the cast goes, I don't know how to say that guy's name. Um, you've got... <laughs> Zendaya, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaac, Dave Batista, like, and then that guy. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, that's the name. I can't. I don't know how to say that name for some reason. It's fine. Um, <laughs> he. I'm gonna keep comments to myself. Um, <laughs> I think. I think the the cast looks stellar. Yeah. Oh, Stellan Skarsgård is in it. Javier Bardem. Oh my lord. Yeah. It is a. It is a. Big cast. Uh, again, David Dasmalakian, who uh, is going to be in Suicide Squad, Roll Call. He's also in Dune. Oh, yeah, Strong he is. contenders. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what this movie brings uh, brings us. Everyone's, a lot of people are really, really excited for this movie. I haven't even watched the trailer. I keep meaning to. But, um, oh, hey, Josh Brolin's in it, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Thanos, I love you. <laughs> so that's all we've got, like, as far as release dates coming out for uh, HBO Max. I know that the, there's supposed to be a Harry Potter series coming out, uh, but that's not supposed to be for a while. Yeah. It's just recently released, like, in the past couple of weeks. No reported release date, or I, I think even filming, so they're probably in pre-pre-production at this point. But that'll, that'll be a... A lot of fun uh, to see it as a TV series. And then, you know, as well through the rumor mill, I think there's supposed to be a Lord of the Rings TV series coming out in the future Yeah, that well. one is is supposed to be, like, super hella expensive. Oh, I bet. It's got to be. Uh, when you just take a look at the budget for the Peter Jackson films, that was a, a lot, and that was only three movies. So a whole yeah. TV series is going to be a lot of money, but it's it's going to be worth it. I really feel like HBO Max, like, like a lot of people were upset when they, when, who was it, Warner Brothers announced that they were going to be releasing their entire movie slate on HBO Max as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was a good move for the people that aren't comfortable with going to the movies yet yes. again. And for the people that don't have the chance to. Yes, because as well, I mean, there, there's so many times when even 
pre-pandemic, I would want to go see things in the movie theater, and I just couldn't. So having these at-home options is definitely uh, an added advantage to... Exactly. I mean, if you're already paying for it and they're not, they're not charging you any extra to... Or watch it on their streaming service. Looking at you, Disney Plus with Moon. I know. Um, <laughs> they it, it it really gives people options that they need and they deserve in times that are like this with everything going on. Yeah, having a good at home option to keep us all safer and a little bit give us a little bit more peace of mind is definitely. A- Exactly, just until we can get back into enclosed spaces with people that we don't know and sounds that we don't know why they're making those sounds. (laughs) Truly, though. So yeah, with Dune coming out on December 18th, that's really the ending of, I guess, more nerdy, geeky stuff that's going to be coming out on HBO Max Mm -hmm. for now. I'm not sure if they have anything up their sleeves yet. Oh, I'm sure um, they I'm do. I'm still waiting on them to announce Westworld Season 4 because I'm in the middle of Westworld Season 3 right yes, now. Yes, and that's definitely uh, another outstanding show that they have in their lineup. And then they as well just recently finished uh, the second season of His Dark Materials. So... Wow, two seasons already? I thought that show was just barely coming out this year. No, they have two seasons, which means they really only have the one season left. Oh, oh boy. Okay. If, if at least they're sticking to the book timeline, which the first season really seemed to stick to it, and then the second is uh, also pretty darn close. So. That being said, guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on our first episode. Uh, it really, really does mean a lot. If you guys have any questions, anything that you want us to cover, please let us know. You can find us on Twitter at Geekly by Weekly. You can find us on uh, Facebook at Geekly by Weekly. I'm actually going to be opening up a TikTok soon just for us uh, under Geekly by Weekly as well. And hopefully uh, we'll get it big on there because TikTok money. Mm. Ooh, that TikTok money heading out with all them hip and with it kids. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you for making me feel old. I loved that. <laughs> yes, because we're not around the same age. It's fine. Old people here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Woohoo, yay. Um, uh, I got to thank uh, my homie, my boy, my guy, uh, Emmanuel Lagambe, for uh, making the theme song for this show. He really, really, really blew it out of the park. If you want to check him out, um, he lives a private life, so I'm not going to give you his information. But he does a really great job. Um, yes. And also, Matt, thank you for your wonderful editing skills. I hope that you can join us on the next episode. Thanks, that Matt. being said, Alex is also supposed to be joining us on the next episode, so that'll be fun. Should have a full house next uh, two weeks. So A full house. That will be great. Everywhere you go. Whatever this theme song is. Um, <laughs> Once again, thank you guys for joining us on uh, Geekly Bi-Weekly this week. Uh, we can't wait to hear what you guys uh, want us to talk about. We can't wait to cover more stuff for you guys. Uh, we do have a guest coming on pretty soon. We're going to be covering some... Uh, we're going to be talking video games and Nintendo and Mario. Um, I haven't even told the rest of the team about this guy yet, but we will discuss that in a later time. Once again, I know I keep saying thank you, but it really, really does mean a lot that you guys yes, took the time of your day to listen to us and uh, to even just give us a chance. Um, we'll see you guys in about two weeks from now, and uh, 
we look forward to it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. You have a wonderful day now. <laughs> Hold on. Why did I just say that? That was fucking weird. <laughs> we'll cut that. <laughs> no, let's just leave that in there. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye.